Thanks for listening to The Adam Carolla Show on Podcast One. Hi, this is Daniel Rue the Real GM Radio Podcast, and I'm excited to see if the Clippers can keep things afloat with Paul George until Kawhi Leonard returns. BetOnline has free odds and lines available online or on your mobile device. Visit BetOnline.net today. Hey guys, we're using Poshmark and you should too. Do you have things that you don't wear anymore? Poshmark is seriously the easiest way to make room in your closet, make some cash, and also snag a bargain. It's the coolest reseller with the best brands like Lululemon, Nike Reformation, and Gucci for up to 70% off. DJ Khaled has a closet and Serena Williams. Download the app today. Enter Podcast 10 when you sign up for $10 off your first purchase on Poshmark. Well, in the first half, I have an observation about uh, coffee and iced tea that uh, may change the way you think about the world. Also, we'll do a Baldy Wood. I think we're going to do Birds of Prey. Is that the the one we're doing? The Suicide Squad. Oh, the Suicide Squad. Yeah, Birds of Prey was the earlier Suicide Squad one. Anyway, we'll do all that. Uh, then we'll take some phone calls as well. First, I'll tell you about Geico. Do you own? Do you rent? Well, you do one or the other. And then there is uh, your automotive policy. How about you get your bundle working? Take your automotive policy and you bundle it up with your homeowners or your renter's insurance. And uh, it's a good thing, too, because uh, you already have so much to do around the house. It'll save a lot of time, save a lot of money. Go to Geico.com. Get a quote. See just how much you could save and how easy it is to save. When you go to Geico.com and get your bundle on. Hey guys, Jay Cutler. Starting a new podcast called Uncut with Jay Cutler. Most of you know me from the NFL. Some of you have seen me on Instagram. And some of you know me from the reality TV world. Each week I'm taking you along with me as we discuss football, trending topics, and whatever's going on in my life each week. I'm bringing along people that are special in my life. Former teammates, friends, and some new people that I like and respect. That's what you're supposed to do, right? Podcasting? I think I'm doing this right. Can't wait to get started with you. Go subscribe now. Uncut with Jay Cutler. Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, and Spotify. Or wherever you get your podcasts. From Corolla One Studios in Glendale, California, this is the Adam Corolla Show. Adam's guest today... Siobhan Fallon Hogan with Gina Grad on news, Bald Brian on sound effects, and a review of Suicide Squad in Hooray for Baldywood. And now, FDA approved for non-emergency use, Adam Carolla. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but get our mandate. You get it on now. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. We'd love that about you, right, Gina Grad? That's right. And Bald Brian. Ooh, I want some of this. All right. Well, we got lots to cover in today's show. Thanks for listening. And I, it's fun. You talk to a lot of people, see them at the track, see them at the barbecue. And uh, God bless you. I think like Gina alluded to, for the last, however, I don't know, you've been on the road, obviously, but for the last couple of years or a year and a half for us, has been doing the show into the void. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like we hope there's other ears on the end of these microphones, but uh, seeing them at the barbecue, for example. It's awesome. Nice. Well, I shall uh, be grateful. For uh, for those and you and uh, and I also like the high percentage of people that are like 
attorneys and pilots and air traffic mm-hmm. controllers and like substantial real jobs earners earners that's right rowers in this viking ship we call life so uh, thank you and i'm grateful for that all right so we need uh, ball pullers for this weekend in minneapolis so we can uh, get to those as well uh you can email us uh, questions at adamcarolla.com uh have a vid uh, which is um couple vids. We have a nice uninterrupted uh, vid of the, the offspring. You just said a vid three times. Vid. He's real excited about his vid. Vid-D-O. Fro-yo. Um, uh, so I always kind of talk about society, where we're going, watch the commercials, see, see, learn everything you need to learn through the commercials. And uh, see a lot of... I, I went online to look at a... Uh, furniture company sofa company and i landed on their homepage, and there was a mixed gay couple just enjoying their sofa together on the homepage. and that's probably something mm-hmm. you would well you would have been confused by because be like who are these roommates the it black guy and the white guy like what are they doing <laughs> sure. together on this so like we you can see the trends but uh i noticed a trend in a uh Pet food commercial as well. Now we we the talk pets about mixed breeds, boyfriends. We talk about humans, but uh, I noticed this thing in in the pet food department, and the reason I noticed it in the pet food department, which is uh, somewhere at the end of the fifteen second commercial, I'll I'll tell you what I kind of tapped into, which is. Um, it's a commercial about, you know, they show a bunch of dogs and they're going to give them good food instead of bad food. But it's really the end that really got to me. It's not going to pop big, but when, when we break down the game film, I think you'll see where we're going as a society. Hey, fellas, we've got to talk. Dogs. It's about your food. It has spray on flavor and powdered meat. It's time for fresh food that belongs in the fridge next to our food. Now, who's hungry? Fresh pet. Right. All right. So, growing up, saying that dog food belongs in, in the, the fridge. fridge next to our food. <laughs> it was dog food was the metaphor for like bad, like expired food, bad yeah. food, terrible food. Right. Dog food. Or if the lady in the subsidized housing really hit the skids, she was going to have to eat dog <laughs> no! food. Right. But it wasn't. I, you know, the refrigerated fresh food part was fine. It was the part where they said next to our food, our food. and they show a big gaping bowl of cherries, mm. which is not exactly Mm-mm. a Tupperware full of cherries with the lid snapped on tight. It's our food. And so it's this interesting bridging of, uh, you know, it started with dogs not sleeping outdoors yeah, and no sleeping indoors. And then it came to them sleeping on the bed. Right. And now it's like the food is next to our food in the refrigerator. And I just thought that's that's something I wouldn't have seen growing up. It would have been confusing to say we put the dog food next to your food in the fridge. First off, it would have grossed everyone out. Oh, that's, yes. the flood. that's the that's the first act of a sitcom. You know, right. dog food gets put in the fridge next to your right. food. Right. And then the, the older sister would be like, JJ, what are you thinking? I don't know. I wanted to refer right next to <laughs> the milk? my lasagna yeah. and the milk. Yeah, it would have been a it would have been a sitcom trope. But um can I say that yes. I proudly hold on to that because there is nothing more vile on this earth than wet cat food, and mm. it's always been the bane of my existence. I have a very, very sensitive gag reflex, gentlemen, and whenever there's been 
wet cat food in that the fridge. That just means anal to every oh, sure. guy That's listening. Right. Whenever I have to put it in like the crisper by itself, like I can't stand the idea of animal food in the fridge. Well, when I was growing up, we had some cats and the cat food was this gelatinous tin oh, thing uh, that you had to pick. Uh, that's what I'm talking about. You had to pick. You couldn't, wow. you couldn't avoid it. It was a can that was like tuna, tuna size. And you'd have to take your fingernail and yeah. pick the lid yes. off, and it was a gelatinous yes. mess at the top of weird hooves and snouts and, and all that kind of stuff. Never having owned a cat, I can ask the two cat, previous cat owners here, do all cat foods come in that like pop-top tin? Is well, there... there's kibble. There's like dry cat oh, there food. Is? Okay, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know if there was such a thing. Yeah, all I see is fancy feast or whatever the fuck It is. smells worse than you can imagine. Okay. All right. And then I said, uh, I said to Chris, you know, what were the dog, the dog food commercial I remember growing up was, I think, Chuck Wagon. Oh, yeah. Oh. And it not ring the bell or yeah, something. Yeah. And they like run that. through the kitchen. It was, it was, but, but not only was it, I didn't have a dog, but this was another form of entertainment right. for me. Something was moving on the screen. So I thought, I told Chris, pull that up. It's a dog sleeping in front of the TV set. That's and, the TV set I remember. And the chuck wagon jumps out oh, of the, the screen and goes, and goes Stop across it. For me, I was like, oh, my God, look, there's movement. There's a dog. There's a chuck wagon. But the dog. There's special with, effects. Those are state of the art, <laughs> yeah. man. Let's get his chuck wagon. Because dogs love the soft meat-like chunks. Meat-like. The rich broth chuck wagon makes when you add warm water. Oh. Serve your dog chuck wagon. The dog. Chances are he's already waiting for it. Oh. Yeah. Oh, adorable. Not put it in the fridge next God. to your shit. Never. But uh, that's where we're at. And speaking of food, I had this revelation I'd been sitting on. Uh, you guys know, here's a uh, here's a global thought that I'll distill down to drinks. Okay. All right. So as I've said for many years, uh, iced tea is iced tea. It is a flavor. There's no need to change the flavor of iced tea because iced tea is an iced tea flavor. I was... Uh, when I was with the sh- when I was with Sean and Jose at the other shop a few weeks ago, and they were burning the midnight oil trying to get the car put back together for Laguna Seca, I, as a kindly boss, said, uh, "Would you like some caffeine in your system? Like, mm. I'll go make a Starbucks run at six Spike at up, night, gentlemen. see if I can get something coursing through your veins." Yeah. And then Sean, who's old school, said, "Well, I'd like an iced tea, but none of the flavored bullshit." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm with you. I like iced tea too. I don't know what offerings." Uh, Starbucks has so it's a sort of a black tea, unsweetened, but sure. they don't just have iced fucking Pea tea. Berry matcha. Yeah, they have all the different flavors under the sun. And then I started thinking about this. Can I ask you a question? Yes. I don't drink tea. I don't like it, iced or otherwise. Is black tea not iced tea? I'm so, I'm ignorant it, of this. When when you ask for an iced tea, they'll often ask you black or green. Oh, so I want black iced tea. Yeah, although growing up. I'm trying to think if it was black tea or I think it was. just tea, Wait, but I don't know what it. I don't know what the difference. Because I feel like growing you up, you don't before, like regular iced tea. Well, no, no. 
Like Why Lipton. not? I don't like the flavor. I, there are things uh, in this world that I completely acknowledge. Hey, man, I'm one of the few people who doesn't like this thing. I don't like tea. I don't like green tea. I don't like grapefruit. I hate grapefruit. It's a stringent. Nobody really likes black. Yeah, grapefruit, likes grapefruit is a flavor in something is okay, but it's just it. kind of, all right. He doesn't like pomple mousse. Yeah, don't like it. But I, I, I'm acknowledging. I'm like, why does everyone hate grapefruit? No, nah, I'm the only Ice one. tea with a nice wedge of lemon if you're looking for a calorie. So if you're looking for, I would like some caffeine. Uh-huh. I don't want any calories. It's hot outside. Oh. That's a good alternative to whatever else you're you're thinking That's about. My but it favorite. hits a spot. And my mom, I, I'm sure your mom did the same. My oh, mom yeah. always made sun tea. So you take a big glass jar and then you put it in. You leave it outside all day in the summer. Yeah. You get this gorgeous sun, sun tea. You know oh. how I usually try to look things up on the fly being, you know, the de facto news person? I made a huge mistake in Googling is iced tea black. Because mm-hmm. I got oh no oh I, no the rapper Ice 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 right story you got the rapper sorry about that the <clears> actor <throat> all right so sorry back to the iced tea so the iced tea has been taken over by passion fruit and all the different flavors but I also started to think about this which is iced tea unsweetened iced tea is kind of the adult drink kids okay. don't really like it because yeah. it's has not it, sweet like it a just, bit of a bitterness yeah it just tastes like. Tea, you know, anything oh, un- over ice, anything sure. under yeah. anything non sweetened right. for kids kind of sucks. But then I realized uh, as I opened the fridge in our Airbnb, we had coffee. I brought coffee, I brought good coffee because that's right. the whole thing. I like the good coffee. We brought Vinny's coffee, we had coffee. But when I opened the fridge the next day, they had these offerings they had almond milk, mm-hmm. oat milk. Mm-hmm. And then two types of same flavor, but two separate containers of French vanilla. <laughs> now there was you. there's no milk and there's no cream. So now what we did to kind of iced tea, we're doing to coffee. We're bringing it over and we're taking an adult drink, which is either tea or coffee, black or with cream or whatever, lemon, whatever you have it, unsweetened. And we're bringing it into this realm of the adult, but... Yummifying. Are we doing it for the kids? I don't think so. We're doing it for the adults who remain in adolescence. So that's where we're going, and it's stunting the growth of our collective nation. You're absolutely right, because, and I think we can blame Starbucks for this, because when I was growing up, and Brian, probably the same, you know, if if like kids in high school... A few years before. Exactly. You get it. If kids in high school were coffee drinkers, it was like... Black or like cream or whatever, because there was no like, there was no such thing as like a triple caramel vente. We that didn't exist. Yeah, I feel like you know, I'm much older than you, but I feel right. like I li- I lived through that Starbucks burst of the late '90s, where when I was in high school, no one fucking drank coffee, right. and when I got to college, everyone exactly. drank coffee. And, exactly. and, and to your point, where you blame Starbucks, the uh, frappuccino or the ice blended. If you're, if you're, if, if, that was the slippery slope where it's like, oh, this coffee is delicious. Yeah, yeah it's a fucking milkshake. Adam, you were if you were in high school and like the guy from like the you know art class who have drank coffee, he was cool because he was drinking like black coffee. There wasn't mm-hmm. anything with a dome on top and whipped cream that didn't exist. Yeah, well, it's 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 pretty interesting. It, it's sort of the version of the candied cigarettes. Mm-hmm. It's like if mm-hmm. you'd like to get fourteen year olds to do what twenty six year olds <laughs> do, put some sugar in it, 
and get them into the tent and indoctrinated. Mm-hmm. By the way, you can slowly just make yourself hugely fat on all that stuff oh. that, that tastes good. But and, and don't forget like blueberry vape juice and stuff like right. that that you can't do anymore. So anyway, I just thought the two French vanilla that's, offerings that's and the oat and the – I don't even know, again, the, the oat and almond. I, I don't know what happened to milk. I, I'm i fine. I put a little piece of pad of butter in the top of my coffee. Oh, you did bullet coffee. Call, called it a life. Yes. All right. Nice. Uh, yes. Is that nice? Yeah. Max <laughs> Bad, you take note of the two French vanillas mm-hmm. that were there? Let me guess. Yeah. Co- jugs of coffee, mate? They were Trader Joe's, but they were the same the jug. same deal, like yeah. water and corn syrup and, and all that kind of stuff. You didn't want to try the oat milk or anything? <laughs> I, mean, I may have liquid put a carbs, little at right? a certain point. I, I, first off, I don't know what's good and what's bad, the oat and the almond and all uh, that kind of can stuff. Can I answer on behalf of yes. Vinny, because I just talked to him about this? It's essentially the starch from any of those things, the starch from rice, the starch from oats mixed with water. So it has a milky color, but they should not be able to call it milk because that is very misleading. All right. So uh, we have, I guess, uh, Chris got a a clean video, 50-second vid of the uh, offspring. Oh, good, 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 good. When the kids are all right. This is my favorite offspring song, but they did their own version because they had the acoustic guitar, so it's a little bit of a different arrangement. Uh, okay, this is uh, this is all three with the acoustic and uh, drummers. All right, here we go. Acoustic offspring. Can I just tell you, we've, I've been here, what, almost seven years. We've gotten a lot of one sheets, a lot of bios before a guest, and they all go in one ear and out the other when we're done with that day. I will never forget the bio we got on Dexter and the bio we got on Noodles when they came in together. And Dexter's was a page and a half of molecular biologist, uh, oh, you know, owns and operates play. It went on and on and on. And the only thing on Noodles was like, got stabbed by a skinhead and <laughs> fell off the stage at a concert one time. Yeah, a lot of contrast I love in them band members. So much. That's funny. I was talking to Drew about it and, um, he said, uh, I, he said, I was talking to Dexter about like therapeutics and what's coming up MRNA. and all this kind of stuff. And, and he's like, yeah, he understood everything because that's his background. That's why he did his thesis on or whatever. Smart dude. Yeah. Well, it just goes to show there's time in a life to do plenty yep. if you'd like to carve something out. All right. Uh, we have uh, another thing I wanted to get to. Uh, we have, I was, um, so when I was watching, uh, when I was so when we are in uh, when we're at the Airbnb at Pebble Beach, uh, I force everyone to watch bad movies. I'm trying to. Oh, here it is. I got my list. 
Uh, 2012 t- was was time to sit down and watch 2012. Sure. So we watched 2012, and uh, then uh, the next the next night, I said we're watching uh, Schwarzenegger's Raw Deal. Oh boy! What's and, that? Uh, I was excited when you said Schwarzenegger, but then you I, said Raw Deal. I've never heard of that. We had to take a deep dive into the '80s Raw Deal. Couldn't make it. Is he a some sort of robot? Or? He got a Raw Deal. He's I, okay. a he's a Chicago cop. That, With a thick Austrian accent. Right. That ended up working in <laughs> some sort of rural Alabama, but got called back uh, to break up the syndicate, you sure. know. And, Is it uh, a the, screwball comedy? No, it's one of the more disposable movies. Okay. Yeah. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It, it really is. You guys got a raw deal. It's also when the cop would want to infiltrate the mob, all they had to do is put some pomade in and comb their sure. hair back, and sure. all of a sudden there were mobsters. You just By the way, you wore your hair. Footnotes all that. Arnold Schwarzenegger, who starred in Raw Deal and a number of middling movies in that era, with the accent and the muscles and the gap to them, became the biggest action star in the world. Yeah. I know. So who can he say? He became an international superstar and a halfway decent actor. Like, mm-hmm. he was funny in, like, True Lies. He was funny in Kindergarten Cop. Kindergarten Cop, yeah. I know, but the people that got hold of him, you know, in 1974 and just went, look, you're never going to be a huge action star. You can barely speak the language. No one's going to buy this, you know. Turns it's it's got to be Clint Eastwood or <laughs> yeah, someone of that sure. ilk. It, nope. Sure Ch- doesn't. Charles Bronson. Yeah. Like, nope. Sheer force of will. Right. All right. So also, uh, so we cut bait on Raw Deal after about 26 <laughs> minutes, and we went over to uh, another Schwarzenegger, like, straight to video movie called uh, sabotage and i know I that was just straight to video i don't even know what that is i was like yeah. we're gonna go a deep cut with schwarzenegger we stayed with that one for about 13 minutes what year is that it's 2009 oh, wow. or something I could, or I could not have 13 told you. or wow. I, I don't know 2014 2014 then i said all right we can't hang with this we got to go to escape plan two okay. um we went to Escape Plan 2. We couldn't hang. So we, we were 0 for was, 3 in bad Schwartz. Was Escape Plan 1 the one where he is alone in the prison? Yes. Okay, this is the sequel. There's a sequel? They end up in the same prison? <laughs> uh, I, I, I was 0 for 3 with Schwarzenegger, the okay. night number 2. But night number 1, when we watched 2012, uh, a, a very watchable movie. Say what you want about it. Fun to watch. And uh, as previously discussed on this show, but uh, the message, and I have always said, you know, study the commercials, study the media, study the movies. Uh, in 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 the first, the first was a little Miss Sunshine. That was the first. Mm-hmm. The wheels are coming off the wagon. Probably around that same time, oh nine. When was the oh, before I think it was that? Much earlier. Much earlier. I mean, oh four. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, two thousand twelve is oh nine. No, no, no Miss, yeah. Little Miss Sunshine. Little Miss Sunshine. Okay. Before. Anyway, indicator that we're coming undone at the mm. seams. You guys have heard me rail about that. We no, don't need to get so. back into that. But 2012 is when we're now done as a society because the theme of it, well, first things first, it was, you know, global climate, whatever. They film it in 2009 and it's all over by 2012. But that's sort of the beginning, like the harbinger mm-hmm. of like where we're at as a society. But. The central theme to that movie is the world is coming undone. The world shall um, flood. The, 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 the world has to melt very rapidly. Everything happens like over the course of a couple of days. Oh, right. Shit. And, but good news, uh, secretly, 
They had built three giant arcs. Yeah, they were ready for this. They were ready for this. They built three giant arcs. Sure. And thanks, Obama. They put them like in the Himalayas or something. (laughs) That's right. And everybody who paid for the ark at some point, like a beeper went off and it was like, get to the ark. Mm -hmm. Like it's on. And of course, Kuzak didn't pay for the ark, but. He knew, he found out what sure. was going on. He was on a high level something, something. And took, he, he was. Right? No, he was a fiction writer who drove oh. a limousine, but. <laughs> what? Oh, but he, he got in touch with Woody Harrelson, who sort of had a, had a feeling about this oh. whole thing, and he hearkened back okay. to the crazy man, and he realized what he was saying was coming to fruition. <laughs> fiction writer. So he had to jump in an airplane that he didn't know how to fly and take it to the Himalayas. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you know, twin prop uh, sure. beach. Beechcraft or something oh. to the Himalayas, but all right. Anyway, the the, the whole point is this: uh, they it's the jump the shark as a nation. So now there's three arcs. The three arcs are there, sort of presumably to bring the scientists and the politicians sure. and the, the leaders, right. the, the leaders, the, the thinkers, the experts, and we're basically going to save humanity because. Uh, Humanity has, you know, six billion people and the arcs can hold uh, all three of them collectively 80,000 people or something. So and also who paid for the arcs? Like, How did these arcs, these massive, giant, self-sustaining arcs that hold six, you know, twice the length of any cruise ship who funded the arc building? Well, the, the oligarchs and the billionaires and the whoever. So presumably... You know, Elon Musk would have been on the ark. Sure. Sure. Because he would have contributed a shit and Bezos would have. And also, we're probably better off with Elon in the future than a Corolla family member. <laughs> I agree 100%. Or uh, some of the folks you see milling around here collecting cans and bottles. So, uh, that's Ryan. That might be, that might be what you'd be looking for. But, uh, the big speech at the, at the end, and this is Oliver Platt. Oh, okay. Versus... I don't remember uh, this at all. Oh, God. What's his name? Chiwetel Ejiofor. Oh, oh yeah. Chiwetel he's in stuff. Yeah, he bef- won for 12 years of slave. Yeah, this is before nominated. Before nominated. Oh, you before, don't say. <laughs> before that, he was in a, a bigger, better movie. called <laughs> Definitely bigger. 20, uh, 2012. Ooh, 12 in both titles. That, ooh. ooh. 20, 12 years of slave. Mm, I wonder if you pitched him something with a 12. <laughs> like, we're going to remake 12 Angry Men. <laughs> If he Told just, out. Yeah, he just started going, oh, I like oh, I want to hear it. So uh, the big speech about who deserves to get on the ark, the world's falling apart. They're trying to, of course, it's kind of Afghanistan-esque. Like they're trying to yeah. stop people yeah. from coming sure. in. There's only so much room on the ark. And uh, here's the speech with him and Platt. We have to stop this madness. Make sure the other bridges can see me. What do you think you're doing? I know exactly what I'm doing. Turn it on. Communicate Ladies and with gentlemen, all the this arc. is Dr. Adrian Helmsley, the chief science advisor to the late President Wilson. Uh, please turn up the volume, Mr. Hoffman. I know we've all been forced to make difficult decisions to save our human civilization. But to be human means to care for each other, and civilization means to work together to create a better life. If that's true, then there's nothing human and nothing civilized about what we're doing here. Dr. Helmsley's passion is admirable, but I will remind you. We have very limited resources and extremely limited time. Ask He's yourself, the bad can guy. Can we really Oliver stand Platt? by and yeah. watch these people die? Yes. I read a quote two days ago. 
The author is probably dead by now, but he said that's the moment Kuzak. we stop fighting for each other, that's the moment that we lose our humanity. And in order to save the human race, we have an obligation to stick to this plan, which every nation on this flotilla has we signed off for. They're in God's hands now. Officer, you turn that off. Stand off. That is an order, sailor. Turn it off. Don't you sailor. dare touch that button, young man. Have you completely <laughs> lost your mind? What is Bowtie guy? Have to Look say at about? the clock. We have barely 15 minutes left. Do you want to be responsible for the extinction of the human race? Can you handle that, Adrian? There's a young astrophysicist from India who's oh, the God. reason we're all here. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> He's the one who discovered it all. All right. The, the, the point is, is, just like in Little Miss Sunshine, Greg Kinnear was the dumb one. Right. He's the smart one. Platt's the bad one. Right. But he's going, we have 15 minutes and enough food for X amount of yeah. people. What do you want to do? And he's like, humanity needs to be seen in full, in its full bloom. You know, and it's Certainly like, Thunderdome. what do you want to do? Just fucking take everyone and pack them onto the ark and then start a huge cage fight and have all the food gone right. in three days. Like, he is the... The hero of this movie is explaining that everyone needs to be on the Ark, and why should the guy who paid for the Ark get a seat on the Ark versus the guy who didn't pay for the seat on the Ark? Because he didn't pay for a fucking seat on the Ark. That's how how it goes. How would you like to choose? But we're here now. This AOC is rooting for the guy saying, open the floodgates and let everyone onto the Ark. This is, the Ark is sort of a metaphor in a way for like the United States. Like, what about all these people from around the world that don't have a lot it's like can't open the gates can't let them all in can't take care of everyone not going to work has to be done in some fashion there's got to be some merit to it we got to figure it out but this is the beginning of the end in 09 this is when the now of course the hero has no fucking plan his plan is open the gates right. and let everyone onto the ark. His plan is rousing speech. The heavy guy has a plan. He's it's, like, we have 15 minutes and enough food for the... Right. And we planned it. Mm-hmm. This is what we got. This is all we got. Now, it's weird because if you had several other arcs that were unfilled and you went, I want an extra arc so nobody goes into the empty arc... Then that's a pretty good argument for letting the unwashed masses sure, right. onto the empty ark. But considering you have a limited amount of arcs. All full up. And they're all full up from the people who built the arcs. Then what shall we do? And by the way, if you want to take it a step further, eh, those people are a little harder working, a little better mm-hmm. educated, and probably would make better arc passengers mm-hmm. and be able to contribute more in the future. You're absolutely right. And should this ever come to fruition, because I feel like this was supposed to be some sort of a dock, right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Uh-huh. I'm good with being swept up in the wave. Yeah, I don't want to go into the, the limestone caves. I don't want to go onto the ark. I don't want to go onto the snow piercer train. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll take my demise as God intended. The lucky Thank ones you. died first. That's right. Yeah, the first to die were the lucky. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'll do the move like they did in... Deep Impact or whatever, where uh, I get my dad and we go down to the beach. Yes, yes. Matteo Leone. That's right. And I <laughs> just stand there and just hold yeah. hands. Yeah. Right. And see, then watch, watch the tidal wave come at me. I don't want to be running the whole time. I don't want, I'm from Kansas. I don't want to go to those limestone yeah. caves. Right. You are 100% correct. All right. We have, uh, speaking of movies, we have a Baldywood yeah. on deck. I've uh, I've seen the movie the Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. The, the Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. Did you see it as well, Gina? I, I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. Well, we'll, we'll no, you're be able to yeah. kibitz about it. First, let me tell you about uh, Craig Pocket Hole 
jig. Yeah. Now, anyone can easily create the perfect strong pocket hole joints with the Craig Pocket Hole Jig 520 Pro, the most versatile pocket hole jig yet. I've, uh, I have a vast amount of experience with uh, jigs and putting together pieces of wood. And I can tell you this uh, Craig product is uh, top shelf. Um, comes with everything you need, the uh, drill bit and the drivers and uh, the material gauge and also the face clamps. You get everything evened up and put it together. If you're doing projects, and I keep telling you to do those projects, you need this product. Um, it is also comes with 100 Craig pocket hole screws and a project plan. Retails for just $99.99. Available nationwide at Home Depot, Lowe's, and other Home improvement, woodworking centers, and hardware stores as well. Build pocket hole projects anytime, anywhere, and learn at uh, more at Craig. That's K R E G Tool dot com. All right, take a quick break. Come back. We'll do uh, Baldywood right after this. Hey, Geico, do you own? Do you rent? Well, you do one or the other, right? You know, it's hard work out there owning renting you want to save some money how about your bundle bundle your policies at geico geico makes it easy to bundle the homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy it's a good thing too because you got so much to do already go to geico.com get a quote see just how much you could save at geico that is geico.com today that's geico.com it's time to check adam's voicemail Man, when you had to take that monster shit the other day, you should have just gone in the ladies' room. I mean, after all, even your driver's license is, uh, just got that non-specific X on it, so nobody could have gave you any kind of shit, especially in California. Later. You can leave us a message at 888-634-1744. Good point. Yes, very Someone's good. Someone's paying attention. Yep. Yeah, man. Start whipping that thing out. All <laughs> That's right. That's the problem, huh? So, uh, Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. Do it. Let's do it. Hooray for Bollywood. He will tell you if a movie's good. Brian will review the flicks that he's seen upon the big screen or in his Netflix queue. Before you spend bucks, remember his taste sucks. He loved that train wreck piece of shit, Transformers 2. Hooray for Bollywood! The Suicide Squad is in theaters now. It is written and directed by James Gunn, who we know from Guardians of the Galaxy, of course. Also this very show. Uh, starring, here we go, long cast, Idris Elba, Margot Robbie, John Cena, David Dostmalchian, uh, who uh, Gina knows and who I forgot to write down some of his other credits, but you would, he's a very recognizable character actor. Uh, some actors play quirky. Mm-hmm. He just plays weird. Yes. He plays weird characters. I texted him this morning, so hopefully he'll come on soon. God bless. I'm a big fan. I really enjoy him quite a bit. Uh, who do we have here? Oh, Viola Davis, uh, Daniela Melchior. Uh, Joel Kinnaman and a voiceover role by Sylvester Stallone. Whoa! Yes, indeed. This is 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, It is in theaters now. It's also playing at HBO Max until the end of the month, which I'm guessing is how you probably saw it. No, I saw it in the theater. No shit. Mm -hmm. How about that? Nice. Well, I recommend the theater. It's a uh, a big movie. Yeah, the one year, the 15-month sabbatical from uh, going to movie theaters, I'm trying to kind of make it up. Good for you. Awesome. It used to be... 
I used to go to the theater twice a year, three times a year. I'm trying for more like once a month. Now. Nice. Love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw it in the theater too. It, it was an awesome experience. It's a, it's a big movie. I don't mean like budget-wise or box office. I mean the movie fills the screen. It is a mm-hmm. big summer movie. Uh, I keep hitting the Suicide Squad, not to be confused with the previous Suicide Squad that came out in 2016. Uh, that was directed by David Ayer and it was starred Will Smith, uh, Cara Delevingne, and Jared Leto as an unfortunate turn as the Joker. So totally different <laughs> Movie? Well, no, I mean, totally different in that there's no plot similarities, and I okay. mean, other than the overarching, you know, gestalt of of you know, it's it's a bunch, it's a bunch of villains, mm-hmm. right? Comic book villains assembled. They're in they're, they're in captivity. They're in prison. They're whatever. Viola Davis plays this um, government operative, and she's putting together this uh, this um, task force of criminals. If they complete the task, they get ten years off their sentence. They're in prison for you know shooting Superman or or you know what whatever As super villains do, etc. Uh, that previous movie, twenty six percent in Rotten Tomatoes. Don't oh, check yeah. it out. I don't recommend it. Uh, PSA, Adam. This did you take Sunny? Mm-hmm. I figure Sonny's about the right age for this, but this is a hard R. There is violence and language throughout. This is not for kid kid kids. You know what I mean? Right. But right. I imagine Sonny probably got a kick out of it. Yeah, and also, I mean, they've seen everything. They've heard everything. Now there is no more. You know, when we were kids. There was this veneer of this possibility of shielding people mm-hmm. from stuff mm-hmm. there is no more shielding anyone from anything anymore no. kids just have it all on their phone all right Kayla, so i got a clip here so i can't tell too much about the movie because one of the things adam i liked the best about it i'll just say the opening the opening was a real gauntlet throw where you're like oh uh now i know where this movie is going now what this movie is and now i know what this movie will and won't do um but let's just play so they assemble the team they get him inside of military transports here is pete davidson as one of the uh, uh villains uh being transported to his mission and he's sitting next to some kind of humanoid creature he's trying to figure out what it is yo is this a dog what is, is this thing a dog a, a dog yes what what kind, kind of dog do you think it is mate i don't know i'm not familiar with all the breeds i'm gonna go with afghan hound just when is an afghan hound that bloody thumbs oh my god is it a werewolf I've wanted to meet a werewolf forever. Yo, they shot me into a werewolf? Right. Yo, let me out. I'm not a werewolf. <laughs> hey, hey, he's not a werewolf, okay? He's a weasel. He's harmless. I mean, he's not harmless. He's killed 27 children. But, you know, we got him to, I think, he's agreed to do this. Whatever the case, does everyone get into position to drop? Uh, that was uh, motion captured by Sean Gunn, his brother, who's very, very thin. I think I don't know. If oh, we, real? Oh, that's have we met right. Him before? I, I feel, like, feel I like we have, or we've talked about him. He's been in other James Gunn he movies. Has, yes. What did you think about the movie? I quite enjoyed it. It was funny. Um, it was for it was when I say for adults. I mean, it wasn't like dumbed down for right. kids. You know what I mean? It was it was a kind of keep up kind of movie. I found it to be insanely creative. That mm-hmm. is the. Stuff you'd never think of. Just really took the kind of creativity, you know, polka dots man and t- the shark talking King with shark, King yeah, Shark yeah. with Schwarzenegger. I mean, uh, sorry, Stallone. And it was like insanely creative. It had a lot of, you know, basic plot points right. that basic movies have had for mm-hmm. time and millennium um, or memoriam. Um, uh, and it it is certain it, you know at some points it got like almost like I felt like I'd eaten an edible <laughs> like it, 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 it started to sway into the sort of surreal bizarre. like the yeah. bizarre yeah. and the surreal overall 
tons going on, very creative, uh, nothing you, you've, you know, it, it took whatever Guardians of the Galaxy was and right. kind of pushed it, kind of went next level with the sort of weirdness but factor. But I was, I was just going to ask, in terms of Guardian the Galaxy and the Galaxy or whatever, uh, Deadpool, would you put it in that echelon? People <laughs> love them. So Guardians of the Galaxy is a Marvel property, as mm-hmm. is Deadpool, but those are typically... Deadpool, even kind of more family friendly, more mm-hmm. you know accessible. This is a DC property, and they're going hard, like a little more Joker. anti, a little more punk. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It, it's fun and it's funny, but they're taking a different tone for sure. If yeah, you've seen Iron Man. There's nothing like it. Yeah, it was it was uh, a fun romp that at some points got so sort of surreal that it. I felt like there was some. I hate to sound like one of these people, but it, like it lost a little story momentum because it just got surreal. But then they would reel it back in and kind of kind of get back to the story. Yeah, but the, I'm the intrigued. Only, the only criticism I had, and it's a minor one at best, is lack of like a really strong villain. Like you want a super villain in this, right? And there was there was this person, this person, and this person, this and this thing. But it was like, okay, I would have liked a little more of a you know. Bondish villain, for lack of a better term, but here we are. Here's yeah, I, I really, honestly, I I saw it in the theater. I have no idea really exactly what the bad guy was, and exactly. exactly what the plot was for sure, like what could have happened. But it was like I don't know, you know, tailgate or drop a drop an edible in the parking lot and just yeah. go in and enjoy. just kind of just enjoy and suspend everything. It's a fun movie. They get, So you're familiar with the controversy with James Gunn. He, you know, some old tweets came up just a few years ago. Marvel basically fired him, said you're not directing Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think within a month, DC hired him to direct this movie. Like, listen, this, is a, this guy knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to resurrect this franchise. And then I think Marvel hired him back the next day mm-hmm. after it was announced. Like, it was some absurd chain of events that really worked out well for James Gunn. Yeah, well, it's an example, uh, you know, uh, like, all right, a couple things. Uh, I think uh, Sonny tweeted me, um, uh, tweeted me, sent me a text um, the other night, kind of late. This is like, Zach Moore's like situation? After, after midnight, yeah. Dear Dad, I know you're always on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> sent me this thing, and he's telling me about a teacher he had in the second or third grade. And uh, they wanted her to teach critical race theory to, like, eight-year-olds, and she just quit. And I just wrote back, you know, good for her. Like, she didn't want to do it. She didn't feel it was, a, you know, it, it crossed some sort of line in her emotional, mm. you know, uh, boundaries or something. Whatever it is, she she quit. But I, I just said, good for her, and uh, look, uh, you're allowed to have convictions, too, but you better fucking get good at something. <laughs> Because if you express your opinions <laughs> yes. and you're fair to Midland, yeah. you're never going to no. work again. James Gunn, whatever anyone says, I mean, you know, look at LeBron in China. You know what I mm. mean? Like at a certain point, everyone can look the other way if the money's rolling in. Mm. And if James Gunn is going to go out there and bring a franchise mm-hmm. back and bring what he brings to the table and be the sort of creative tsunami that he is then he'll get past a couple of those tweets 
uh, of your. Mm-hmm. If you want to host the Bachelor and anybody, any you, number of dozens Ma- of people, Mario can, Lopez can do it just as well as Billy Bush. Or I'm trying to think of someone who wasn't canceled. I, I, I can't. I can't pull him <laughs> Matt up. Lauer. Oh shit. Matt, yeah, right. If, if, if there's some other equally attractive guys in his 30s who can uh, handle a microphone, yeah. then you He's shall in. be replaced. Yeah. So we can't really cancel those who bring a ton to the party yeah. and um yeah again we don't need matt lauer matt lauer's gone nobody needs him i don't know what happened the ratings how many nobody versions cares. Of matt lauer exist no i don't think there aren't any more james guns sorry right. to interrupt. no yeah right james gunn brings his skills and they're very honed and they're very specific and the, the, the studio, if you're going to make 300 million bucks, they shall look the other way at a couple of tweets from 14 years Fair ago. Fair enough. Uh, it's on HBO Max for another week. Otherwise, check it out in theaters. Fun movie. Hooray for Bollywood! All right, we've got a couple of calls up here. We'll talk to uh, Jack, 43, from Miami as we move down the line. Jack? Corolla, you magnificent bastard. I read your book. <laughs> Patton. Did you do this already on this show? Yeah, I do it every time I call. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like it. Hey, Gina. Hey, Ball. Hi. What you um, got? So the impetus behind this question was from your conversation with Tucker Carlson the other day. And you guys were talking about uh, people coming up to you and, and not necessarily asking for a selfie or an autograph, but doing the, the glad handshake with the statement, please keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, you not the gay and lesbian anti-defamation handshake, but the right. two-handed yeah. handshake. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. I was telling right. it, it got me. Uh, I was telling listeners of the show, but not Gina and Brian specifically, which is um, the difference between going to the track, and we took a year off because of COVID, but mm-hmm. uh, I used to wander all over the track, and then uh, people inevitably come up, hey, man, love the pie, hey, man show, hey, where the juggies? Um, where's Dr. Drew? Hey, I used to listen to you on Loveline. Uh, equal number of people coming up to me, they don't say anything. They just shake your hand and go, thank you for what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You have to keep talking. This this is insane. These times are living in like keep keep talking and thank you. And then I go, ah, who cares? <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I'm just I'm a comedian. I'm talking, whatever. That's my job. And they go, no, no, seriously, keep talking. So it's a it's there's been this weird shift mm-hmm. in our society. There's a whole bunch of Moranos. Those were the folks. And maybe it's in Italian Spain, for morons <laughs> who were. Jews, but had to pretend like they weren't Jews. There's a lot of like people secretly agreeing with a lot of this, but they don't want to come out and say it because they're they're like fearing for their jobs, you know. But uh, right. yeah, it's, right. it's it's interesting that we've come to a place in society where strangers are walking up to the comedians and not saying anything about comedy, but yeah. saying like "thank you for speaking mm. your mind." Right, it's gotta feel nice. Yeah, it feels nice, but it also feels ominous. It's a little Twilight Zone-y. <laughs> right. But uh, anyway, Jack. Yeah, so uh, it got me thinking, uh, are are you ever worried about losing an advertiser doing, uh, due to specifically something that you might say that may not be popular among those on Madison Avenue or wherever holding the purse strings to the to the advertising dollars? Or have you ever, I mean, you, you play things pretty close to the vest in that regard. Um, have you ever... I, well, okay, all right. So I started my career with uh, some sort of ethos early on, which is 
you cannot picture people listening to you because that will stifle or at least alter the Mm. conversation. Why wouldn't it? I mean, we all know a conversation that you're having amongst friends in a diner booth that's empty versus the elderly couple who pulls into you and you can feel the guy's back against your back. The fucking conversation changes. Yes. It's altered. Now, look, some could say it's altered for the best. You know, like maybe you're not talking about the kind of debauchery you were talking about. Maybe that's a good thing. But what I'm saying is, is it's altered. Mm -hmm. And so if you'd like to kind of talk about, for me, like for, for instance, beginning of, you know, you cannot talk about a group if you're picturing members of that group listening. Mm. And you certainly can't talk about your family if you're picturing good point. family members. Right. I mean, you know, husbands or wives right. or fathers or sons or daughters or friends. friends. Yeah. If you pictured those people in their car listening to you, mm-hmm. how much different would the version of what you want to say be? Yeah. So for me, I've always just went. As far as these uh, microphones go, I feel like they're just kind of the cords just kind of dangling and it's not even plugged into anything. Now, obviously, there's limits and I don't talk about everything and there's personal things. And then there's stuff. Sometimes people go, hey, I want to talk to you about something, but not for air, you know, not for air. And I, I always I always respect that. I've had conversations with Howard Stern that were like, eh, it's not not for air. And it's like it's it's, it's understood. Yeah. <laughs> He's like gay. Oh, oh, I know it. <laughs> but I mean, people look, obviously, I'm going to have conversations with people. And those people, some of them are people, you know, uh, not, you know, right. but society knows. Mm-hmm. And they're going to go, this is not for the show. And I, I will always respect that. But in general, I feel like it's what got me here. If you think about it, it's why Whatever career I've had, it's why I've had it, because I just feel like. And then also, I feel like a lot of shit I talked about in the past when they would say, oh, you're nuts or don't talk about that or that's you're wrong. Given given some time, it comes around. I I end up being being correct about some of this stuff. Well, and to your point, when it comes to Mountain Dew, does it really matter what you say? Has it ever really made a difference? I have no. I'd have to look at the charts, but uh, I mean, the, you the good no. people yeah, well, Also, right. there's right. There's a low. All right. There's a good dusting of low self esteem, which is who cares what I say? Right. I mean, I'm just talking. Mm-hmm. I'm just one person. I don't. You know, I don't have any magical dominion over anybody. I just have my my ideas. And I. And by the way, I'm. I'm pretty neutral. Things pop into my head. I don't go like searching for things. It's just I I observe, I examine, and then things pop into my head, and then then I share them. Uh, Jack, you satisfied? Yeah, that's why you're the best, baby. Yeah, absolutely. That's why you're the best. Keep doing it. You don't understand how important this is. <laughs> Jack's good hype, man. Well, I got no choice. All right, let's see. Is it Dijon? Dion, 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 prime time. I, I, I didn't know if that was a lowercase J or an oh, I. Yeah. Dion, thirty-eight, Long uh, Island. Yeah, it's it's actually future writer for the Adam Carolla show. Dion. Oh, mm. it's a long all end. right. I, I've got I've got some ideas. They can mm-hmm. improve the show. You ready to hear them? Mm-hmm. You think Sony's improving? You're out. <laughs> we are. Here we go. <laughs> okay, here we go. And uh, Chris is Luxemana there. Mm-hmm. He's Yo. always here. Yeah, he he might want to grab a. A, a pen and paper because these are coming in hot. Oh boy! Right. Bold. 
Number one with the bullet. Win a date with Mike Dawson. Oh, I love it. I want to enter. Right? Mm. Get some submissions, do some pre interview, get some Zoom calls and go out on a date, tape it. I don't wanna I don't wanna nip this one in the bud, but I might. Is there a Marlboro woman? Oh, that's a good question. (laughs) Because I think we could cut right to the chase. Let's just get to it. Tell her to, Camel Jane. Yeah. <laughs> Just tell them to hitch that horse up to our post. Amen. All right. So win a date with Dawson. I'll take Paul them all. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Would, would, would Mike be interested in that? I don't know. Anything no. for the show. No. Yeah, we've ta- no, we've talked about this before. You said you'd do it. Yeah, I, I said I'd do it. I'd do it. Whatever. I'll do anything for the show. But am I interested in it? No. Right. But are, 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 well, how single we, are you right now? I'm 100% single. 100%. Okay. All right. Well, if you're 100%, I feel like it could be. I'm also 100% happy with being 100% single. Interesting. All right. All right. All right, Dion. Don't be deterred, buddy. Every, <laughs> All right, Dion. One's ideas. off the board. All right, no, no, what I've else got, you got? I've got loads of ideas. I've got loads. This is number two coming in. And Chris, you still with us? You, you're paying yeah. attention? We're, we're, we're good, Dion. <laughs> He's tapping furiously. <laughs> uh, number two would be, Adam, have you heard of Twitch, the streaming service Twitch? Mm-hmm. Yeah. These, these kids these days, they're streaming video games, right? Mm-hmm. And I know you're not a big gamer, but they have these racing games that are like simulators. You get yourself... Um, an Xbox Series X or PlayStation 5. Mm-hmm. Get the new racing game that's coming out next year. Get yourself a setup. Stream it. Sponsors. We can learn about cars. We can learn about the tracks. You could practice. You know, you'll be sharp. I- I'd watch it. That's I think, not a bad idea. You know, thousands of others would too. I don't mind this. That makes a different show better, not our show better, but okay. No, it's All right. fun extra content. Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, yeah, true. Good. Keep going. More ideas? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yes. Uh, all right. You know the Rotten Tomatoes game? You guys play it sometimes? Yeah, we're familiar. It's, it's a great game. We all love it. But it's like a, it's like a vegan barbecue. Mm-hmm. No steaks. Mm. <laughs> I'm listening. Chris, you got that? It's good. So you, how, about, how about before the game starts, we pick a caller. Mm-hmm. You say, uh, pick your pony. Adam, I mean, just, we'll just say someone might pick Gina. Mm-hmm. Adam, how Gina, you? you pick the player. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, if, if that player wins, the caller gets a prize or something. We do, know, that. John or we do that at live like shows, that. and we yeah. do that on this show but as well. But you're right. That, that's we not, a bad, not a bad plan. I, I want to root, you know, I want to root for someone, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, good. One more. One more. Okay. This one's called Adam Gets Yo. Like Dawson, you're single. You're out there. But we've never seen you get jacked, Adam. Get mm. Vinny. Oh. Get some protein shakes. Start oh, working out. Yoked. I want, you know, out of his yoke. Man, show guy. Oh, yoke. Like he Yeah, that yeah, dude yoked. is yoked and that, or that strapped. Dude's yoked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that feels like literally a calorie burner, but uh, it's literally what it is. Yeah. But then, so what are you doing in Long Island, Dion? I'm a uh, framer to the stars. I do construction out uh, out east, the Hamptons. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, out in the Hamptons. Uh, what celebrities' homes have you worked on? <laughs> Well, I don't want to say, but I'll, I'll give one uh, one hint. It's a drop. Quiet. Oh, he oh, worked on Baldwin's place, yeah, huh? Right. Yeah, he did an extension for his uh, all his kids that he's having every year. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I never met him, but I, you know, I was there and heard he's really nice to the workers and stuff. 
Yeah. And others, but we're not supposed to say. Just don't park in a spot. You know? Yeah. Is, right. Uh, Quiet. Are you, uh, is uh, Hilaria running the proceedings? It's Hilaria. Hilaria? I, I, again, we, we do it through, um, you know, assistants and supervisors, so I didn't really talk to Hilaria, but again, her, her she's nice too. Like mm-hmm. a house manager, like, runs the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you do framing, mostly? Yes. Not, uh, and that's, like, that's your expertise. That's my expertise, yes. What do you guys call, you guys call a trimmer Jack Stud over there on the East Coast, right? Jack Stud, King Stud, yeah. Wait and a you minute. Know what? You guys well, call well, it, well, 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 well. I always hear you say off-red, but we call it, um... We call it not all Fred. Wait, wait a minute. Hold on. We have King Stud and Trimmer. Do you have King Stud and Jack Stud? Is that what you're saying? Okay. Just This is amazing. It's better. The King Stud, if you, uh, let's say you have a door opening. Okay. Corolla's excited. The King Stud's going to go from the floor to the ceiling. Okay. That runs full length. Then you put your header in. Mm Mm-hmm. Underneath the header, you put your jack stud or your trimmer that holds the header in place, but it doesn't run all the way up to the ceiling. It's the door height. Okay. So they do the king and the jack. Why? We do the king and the trimmer, but I think they're better with king and jack. Oh, okay. That's all. Okay. That's what I've sure. learned. Different uh, exactly regional counts. things. Good. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Let me tell you guys about uh, Geico, and I'll tell you a little about a road trip we had. I forgot to share this one with you. Do you own? Do you rent? Well, I bet you do one or the other. And then there's your automotive policy. How about get you get your bundle happening with Geico? Take your automotive, your homeowner's insurance, and bundle them up with your uh, automotive policy. And speaking of that, I'll give you a little road trip story. We were coming back from Pebble Beach. We had about... Um, I think the tank said it had about 140 miles on the range. Okay. Our plan was let's drive for as much of that as we can before we have to f- pull over and fill up. Probably about 300 miles away, 280 or something like that. So we make the executive decision instead of filling up here at Pebble Beach, let's hit the road. We hit the road, but at a certain point we realized there's 11 miles left. And we're just in the middle of nowhere. Just oh grapevine, nothing around. It's a risky little game. But we come to this sign that says you can pull off here and find some gas somewhere. And with about eight miles left, we... Seems like a passive-aggressive San sign. Ardo. Is that what it was called, Maxipana? Yeah. San Ardo? San Ardo. I think that's where the Partridge family was from. And we pulled off and we turned left. And next thing you know, we're going on like a rural highway. Oh and we get to like... A place that time forgot, like like one of those weird, forget what those little stores with the gas station. Oh wow, that's like. like a bell. Like it'll uh, yeah. someone will come out with a wedge cap. Very very rural. Go in. Yeah. You can't pay at the pump. That doesn't take credit cards. You got to go What's in. What's a credit card? Right. And we pull up, and there's a car that's filling up. Except for it's not filling up. It's just a truck that's parked. And it's parked the direction we need to go. It's just, <laughs> it's, just it's just parked there. Yeah. And we all get out of the car and we're going to go in and get something to drink and stuff like that, take a leak. And at a certain point, we realize there's nobody at the truck. And then at some point, 
the guy from the truck comes out. And I don't know, what's he do after that, Max? And also, there is a woman, a Hispanic woman, heavy set, with her shoes off, sitting on the ground. Just sitting on the ground. And then there's another guy who keeps, like, talking to her through the window of his car while she kind of complains to him, barefoot, sitting on the ground. This is Sunday... 3.30 in the afternoon. It's a domestic issue. Something's something's weird. And then the guy who we're waiting on to move so Uh we can fill up, he comes out. I think he fills up his truck. Then he's looking at us. Our car's running and we're parked. You know, we're wedged in like, hey, buddy, we need to get gas. He basically acknowledged us already. He acknowledges us. Then he gets his kids in the back of the truck, and then he goes on this long-winded conversation with the kids. Now, the whole time, we're just packed. We're parked right behind him with the motor running, waiting to use his pump. But he's just having this conversation. He's six feet from the hood of our car, which is running, and we're all sitting there waiting to get gas. He sees us. He's having this conversation. At some point, he closes the door. He gets inside his truck. He doesn't start his truck. He turns back around to finish the conversation. Like, what? there's nobody around. We're just waiting for the goddamn uh, pump. He could start his truck and pull ahead 20 feet and just park it. Yeah. This, this is, is, Chris, was this an insane, yeah. like, situation? We, that was, Matt, who's driving, was so confused. We were like, is he leaving? Is he going? I mean, he put his, he, he got in his car. He had, you know, he, 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 he left the bathroom. He, there was porta potties outside. He got, <laughs> porta potty. That's and right. and he, 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 we're just waiting for those brake lights to go was on. Was August there? The... He didn't give him a little toot toot? No, August wasn't there. I was outside. I was just watching the whole thing from the outside. Once he got into the car, we're like, oh, he's going to drive away? No, he is. No, he is not. More conversation. Not starting the car. Going to talk to my seven and nine-year-old for a while longer from the cab of the car, from the cab of the truck into the back seat. I will just sit here and finish this conversation now. Just sat there. Was this this an FU City Slickers move? I don't. Time I, moves I, a little I, slower in San I, I, uh, I was always say I'm secretly jealous yes. of these people. That did, he did not feel our presence at all. Wow. Then he just sat and talked for a little while, and then at a certain point, turned the you know started the truck up, and then just sat there <laughs> yeah. for a while with it idling. Like I don't know how else you can interpret what we're trying to do here, but it did not move him. I don't know who these kids are now. There's still the woman who's barefoot, who's now walking over to the car, and this oh guy's got the window rolled down, and they're having this conversation. He's kind of mocking her oh boy. through the window. Who Kids, was, mommy's going to go on a vacation. Who was the other car, Max Did we figure that no, one out? No, we didn't. It, it was just a, such a confusing scene. It was just a nice slice of life of San Ardo, I guess. <laughs> this was not the pumps that have two sides. You couldn't just back into the other side? Well, we could have turned it around and backed it in. With, that's true, but the problem is, is we didn't know this guy's agenda. We thought he'd be he, any moment. He got in the car. It's like, oh, now he's Let's leaving. He's leaving. We're, We're not going to start backing right. up and maneuvering here, but he and never... The, the driveways were, it was really narrow to even like get to the other side. He, he, uh, he never, rare. never left. All right, so uh, thank you, and thank uh, Geico.com for summoning that sad story out of us. <laughs> All right, we will uh, take ourselves a break. Uh, Siobhan Fallon-Hogan, who's a SNL cast member, oh, yeah. prior and actress and uh, comedic actress. She's 
spin on. She's great. You Google her, you know her exactly who she is. Yeah, she got a movie coming out, so we're going to zoom her in right after this.